Sorry, I don't love you. A friend I've grown accustomed to. Cause with you, if something isn't wrong, something isn't wrong, something isn't right. I wish you could be happy. Hey everyone, we are back with a second episode of Welcome to Geekdom. Like I said last episode, I'm going to try to get this out every week as often as I can. And this week I have my co-host of Misaligned, Megan Moore, on, and we are going to talk all about libraries because with our recent Misaligned episodes and starting the book club, it feels like libraries are just a thing we've really wanted to talk about but have not gone too in-depth on on Misaligned. But Megan, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Are you excited to talk all about libraries right now? I am. And as I have said numerous times on Misaligned, <laughs> I won't sing the having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card song from Arthur. <laughs> I just won't do that to your listeners. <laughs> okay, fine by me. And today we're going to kind of just talk about our respective libraries that we go to, why we go to libraries, when we started going to libraries and all this sort of stuff. And personally for me, in Garden Grove, there are three different libraries within the city, which is kind of strange when you think about it, because it's not like this is one of the main cities in the county or anything. And not all of the cities in Orange County are part of the Orange County public library system, which is interesting because Anaheim, which for anyone who doesn't know, is where Disneyland is, and they have their own little library system there. So, you know, very special place in more than one way there. And where I went to high school in Fullerton, I realized, you know, when I was looking up books on the OCPL website, they were never showing up on the website. You know, there weren't any Fullerton libraries there. So one day I went and looked and I was like, oh, they have their own thing too. And it was kind of just strange to see all these different cities not being part of the like county public library system. But in Garden Grove, there's the regional library. And that one is basically the bigger location. It's two stories in the basement area, which oddly enough, there aren't really that many basements in California. But for whatever reason, the library has a basement area and it's the children's and teen section, which again, seems kind of strange because where that library is, there's like a whole park and lake and everything back behind it. So it's like, obviously, there was like enough land to have just made the library a bit bigger instead of putting a basement in a place where we have earthquakes. But anyway, so that's the main library. And then there are two smaller locations in the city. And those are kind of the main three that I've been going to lately. And Megan, I know your library system it's a little different than mine and you seem to have, you know, a few different things like at ours we have very new books like you know the brand new Stephen King books and whatnot and it's like you have to pay a dollar 50 a week to check those out when they're new and I know you mentioned that your library didn't really have anything like that but why don't you tell us a little bit about your library that you have. So my library system is the I always say this wrong Central Rappahannock Regional library system yes central rappahannock regional library and its main headquarters are in downtown fredericksburg in virginia 
which is pretty cool. The old library building is awesome. And they've got several branches across Spotsylvania County, which is where I live, and one of the neighboring counties, which I think is further to the east, based on some of these locations. I don't know. But the branch I go to is just a small, nice little branch. Librarians are really friendly, even though I think they might look down on me sometimes because I check out a lot of 33 and a thirds. And <laughs> as I said, misaligned a while ago, the librarian told me I need to start reading bigger books. But anyway, everyone's friendly. It's just small. And I really like the library system that here because I can renew my stuff online. I can place holds online. I don't even have to step foot outside of my house to go renew a book, which is nice. And it's nice that they have such a large system because it just means more books that circulate throughout the region. And my library system also has a really good music book selection. I mean, as I've said, misaligned, the 33 and a third selection is amazing. I think you said your library has like two or three of the titles. Yeah. And that, and that's like for all of the libraries around here, you know, like the three libraries in Garden Grove, there's only maybe a handful of 33 and a third books. I know at the regional library, there's only the replacements Let It Be One by Colin Malloy. And that's it. Which is always a good one. Yeah. And I, you know, I keep looking for other ones. Like I have a 33 and a third wish list on Amazon. So sometimes I'll just like go on to the library website and start typing in either those authors or the albums or what have you for the books. And more often than not, they don't come up. And when they do, it's like a ridiculously far library or something. Because for anyone who doesn't know, Orange County is actually pretty big, a lot like LA County, you know, that goes from Long Beach all the way inland to Hollywood and everything. So while LA is really big, so is Orange County. And some of the libraries just aren't worth driving to for a single book necessarily. And I know you mentioned placing holds and everything. But I think for us, if we want to place holds, they charge you for that. And yeah, I don't think we got a charge at all. I haven't gotten any charges. And what's also nice about the online system is it will actually tell you how many people, if you have a book checked out, right? how many people are actually waiting for it. And I've seen this used more for a lot of the CDs that the library has. Yeah, I know that my library has an extensive collection of CDs and audiobooks, but there's also, for example, the last book that I had had a large hold of about five people waiting in line just to check it out, and it was book two of March by John Lewis. Okay. So I think this current election cycle and everything that's been going on with the Black Lives Matter movement has caused a lot of people to actually want to read that book. So yeah, I think that's why there were a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not a big charge or anything. It's probably like 25 or 50 cents or something like that. But to me, it just seems weird that the library is charging you for your branch not having a specific book that you want to read. And I know, you know, they'll transfer books between libraries. And I think that's sort of the main reason why they're charging you, even if it is a small amount. So I don't really ever put holds on books and have them transferred to either the regional library or one of the other two, because I feel like there's already so many things that I want to read within 
my own personal collection and just between what those three libraries have and maybe, you know, one that's a city over or something that I can easily get to that I don't really ever feel the need to absolutely need this one book that I'll just have them transfer from like, you know, 20, 30 miles away or something, you know, so I haven't done that yet. I might, you know, if it ever comes up and say for the misaligned book club, there's a book that is at a further library and I just want to do that instead of having yet another book to find a place for in my room. Maybe I'll do it then, but so far I haven't really found the need to. And like you mentioned, them having an extensive 33 and a third collection, that's kind of the one thing I wish this library system had. And I'm definitely going to try and check out Anaheim because that's a whole separate system and you need a whole separate library card for it and whatnot, but that's just a city over from me. So it wouldn't be a big deal to go over there. Um, Basically, in Anaheim alone, I think they have four or five libraries. So that'll be another big selection that I can have that'll be somewhat close by because I think the central library is still fairly close in Anaheim. So that's something I need to work on checking out. But I know they've had a few locations closed for renovations and whatnot. I don't know how often your libraries do this, but I feel like some of the Anaheim ones have been closed for like months. Uh, I mean, they just did. They had to close my branch for a day with limited services available because they were repainting the whole thing. Yeah. And there's a huge thing in my county right now where there's budget issue where the libraries, particularly my branch that I go to might have to cut back on hours because they're not getting the proper funds. Yeah. And I mean, one is one that I drive by enough to realize, you know, how long it hasn't been open. But it's one I actually used to go to when I was younger because I had like the Anaheim Kids Library card or whatever it was. And it was right next to a fire station on a major street. So it's like that one I still drive by every now and then. And it's still closed, you know, and I don't really know what they're doing as far as the renovations go, because to me, that one was never like, it's not like it was a dilapidated library and falling down and stuff like that. So it seems strange that it's been closed for so long. And I know at least one other branch in Anaheim was closed as well. But hopefully those will be back and open soon. Hopefully by the time, you know, I eventually get an Anaheim library card again, because I don't think my kids one will work anymore, nor do I know where it is. (laughs) But that kind of leads us into my next question for you. When did you really start going to a library and had your own library card and that sort of thing? Oh my gosh. Since I was a toddler. Okay. I have been reading since I was about three and a half. So it was nice because being I lived on a military base for a few years and Camp Lejeune actually had a really cool bookmobile with I think it was a partnership with the Jacksonville or Onslow County library system. So I always got excited about the bookmobile coming on base because I could pick out as many books as possible and the librarians that were there just loved me because I wasn't picking out the simple cardboard books that babies just chew on. I was actually picking up some books that you wouldn't expect a little three-year-old to be reading. And from there, I'm trying to think. A few years ago, I actually found my kid's library card from when I lived in Illinois at the Schomburg Library, and that one had my picture on it. So I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Also showed how much of an adorable kid I was, but you know, that's a thing. And I think every place I've lived... 
I've always had a library card. I know that when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had the Lebanon County Library card and I proudly displayed my key tag on my keychain once I was officially driving. And going to Penn State was nice because they had the interlibrary loan system where it was kind of like what my library system does, where if your particular library doesn't have it, they can just get it shipped over from another branch. Right. And within the Commonwealth, there's a whole hosting of Penn State campuses. So even if University Park didn't have a book, which is surprising since they have a beautiful large library, or my first campus, which was Harrisburg, which also has a large, wonderful library, it was easy to get it shipped in from, say, like Mon Alto out by Erie or no, maybe Mon, Mon Alto is actually closer to the southern part of the state. I'm bad with geography. <laughs> This is why I need to go to a library to go look at a book of maps. <laughs> but it, to get it shipped over from um, Barron, there we go, that's the one by Erie, or um, Abington, which is over by Philly. And then here, because I kept buying books and I said, this is going to kill my bank account, I'm just going to sign up for a library card and check out as many books as I want, which has made a huge difference. Right. And would you say you've been kind of consistently going to a library since you initially started? Definitely. Definitely. Even in elementary school, the school I went to in Illinois used the accelerated reader tests. Right. And the librarians were just like, okay, this is great. You're checking out all these books and you're going to take all these accelerated reader tests. What are you doing? Are are you going to pass these tests? (laughs) And they were pleasantly surprised. And when I got to middle school in Pennsylvania, the AR system was back again. And it was actually a requirement for the English classes, no matter what level you were taking to take a certain amount of AR tests every semester or marking period or whatever. So that was pretty cool. Right. And my mom is just forever thankful that she didn't have to tell the librarian to direct me away from the picture books like she did my little brother, (laughs) who clearly does not share my love of reading. I didn't go to public school until high school, so I don't know if, you know, this will be the same for schools in California and where you went to school. But In, like, elementary school and middle school, if you did go to public schools, did the schools have their own libraries? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Even the place I went to preschool at, which was in Oak Park, Illinois, my dad's old elementary school, they had a nice library. My elementary school that I went kindergarten through third grade, library was great. Librarian loved me. In fourth grade through high school, definitely, I think my district had a great library system. And... What's also interesting is I went to a school that actually banned a book. And this is why libraries celebrate Banned Books Week, because they don't think that you should be able to censor content. Right. And it's always a little trickier when you get to public school because there are so many different types of people that you encounter. Like, I went to school in a more conservative area. So, of course, this one book got banned that was actually on the 10th grade honors reading list. Right. Over one page. Conservatives of my area got hold of it. And they're like, this is not good. We don't want our children reading this filth. Yeah. And so. for me, I was in private school. And so it was like you had three grades in one classroom or like two or three grades in one classroom typically. And basically all of our textbooks were on a shelf and we were assigned numbers like they would write in Sharpie and just number the textbooks. And it's like once you had your number, that was your textbook for the year or whatever. And then they had like a very small section of books for reading. And typically we would get assigned, you know, some of those books for our literature assignments or what have you. 
And then when I went to high school, you know, it's like they gave you a reading list and it was up to you whether or not you bought them or checked them out from either your local library or went to see if the school library had them. And in high school, I never really used the school library unless it was a book we were being assigned and they were giving us the book. Like we would go line up and go to the textbook room and get the book. Oh, see, my district was much different. I went to a district that... Well, I guess I should say when I lived in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure how it would have played out if I were in Illinois still. But in Pennsylvania, the district I went to was more affluent in the county. And so we didn't quite have a system like that. If we were reading a book in our English classes, the teachers would actually provide the books to us. Right. Now, granted, we had to return the book when we were finished with the unit. But otherwise, we still had the books. Um, In the case of the book that got banned... This was my senior, no, my junior year of high school when it was banned. And I had read it my sophomore year. The teacher told us specifically, because she knew this one page was controversial, I will provide the books, but I've ripped out the one page. So if you want, you can go and buy the book so you can have that page, because I still want you guys to read the book with page or without page. Right. And the district just had also a lot of funds to be able to provide these individual books for students. And I mean, yeah, we still have the number textbook system because sometimes it just works out easier that way. And then even going back to all the public schools I've attended in general, within all of the classrooms themselves, there was also a little classroom library filled with different books that we could read solely in the classroom for free reading time or something. Yeah. And for us, it's like if the whole class was reading the same book, yes, they would typically give it to us if the school had enough copies and what have you, because a lot of times the classes would be reading the same book at the same time because you would have, you know, two, three, four classes of AP Lit or whatever at the same time. So it's like not everyone could have all of the copies of the book from the textbook room. And, you know, I found, especially my junior year, I did end up buying a lot of the books like, you know, Crime and Punishment, Waiting for Godot. And, you know, some of them were smaller, like Waiting for Godot is a very small book because it's a play, not a novel. And what my mom and I ended up doing was we just went to a used bookstore, typically, and found a lot of the classic books. And then one of the bookstores was actually going out of business. So then we just like took my reading list with us and kind of just grabbed as many books from the list as we could. And You know, there are still books on my shelf that I haven't read that we bought for, you know, basically my high school English classes. But then sometimes we would have like an author project. Like I did a paper on Ernest Hemingway. So I was the only one in the class reading Hemingway books. So we didn't get those from the textbook room or anything. It was kind of like you're on your own for this project. And I'm sure had I gone to the high school library itself, you know, they would have had them. But I ended up borrowing some books and, you know, I had a few Hemingway books already. So it's like I was kind of good with that. And I think high school was sort of when I stopped going to the library for a bit. And I definitely, you know, didn't go at all in college because being in Philly, you know, I didn't sign up for like a Philadelphia library card or anything. And I never really willingly went to the library at Drexel just because it was always so packed in there that 
anytime I did go there, it was mostly just to work on projects or what have you with other people. And I never really did like check out the library itself. It's like I would just go meet my friends there. We would get our work done and then we would leave. So for I want to say at least a handful of years, I didn't go to the library. And then I started going last year again. Well, I shouldn't say going because when I was up in Van Nuys, what I did was I got a digital library card so that I could check out ebooks for my Kindle because I decided to buy a Kindle last year. And I know you do not like reading on a Kindle or what have you. You like physical books and whatnot. But for me, this was just a way to save space, especially since I'm out of space. And while I don't buy too many Kindle books, or if I do, you know, they're on sale for like $2 or something, the library system here, they have a pretty good ebook catalog. And it's all obviously online, like you don't have to go to the library and have them do it or anything. And you can search for whatever you want. You can make a wish list. You can put holds on stuff for free for ebooks because it's all digital. They're not actually, you know, transferring between libraries and what have you. So when I was in LA, I had one of those and then it expired after six months because I didn't go into a physical library and get an actual library card. So then I just got another one for another six months and that kind of covered me for my time in LA. And now that I'm back in Orange County, it was funny. I went to kind of go get a new library card because I thought mine was so old that they wouldn't take it anymore. And then I went in and the <laughs> lady was like, oh, you already have a library card. I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't sure it was still good because I hadn't gone in so long. So then I got that sorted out. And as you know, Megan, I've been going to the library a lot lately. I've kind of put a hold on it these last few weeks because, you know, we have our misaligned book club pick and I actually own that. And then I have a new Kobe Bryant book that is not out just yet that I'm supposed to be reviewing. So I've started those two books. And that's where I'm at right now. But what do you mostly find yourself going to the library for now? Now, it's definitely been a lot of the misaligned books. Right. But I've actually been going and trying to see if there's books that I've been wanting to read, but just haven't wanted to shell out the funds for, like the March book. Right. It was nice being able to read that. Well, the first two books. They've got the third book on order. Yeah, and that's a graphic novel, too. It hasn't even arrived yet. Yeah. So it's nice that I can actually get a feel for these books and know if I want to actually purchase them, which honestly, this is why I go to a library now is to read books that I know I'm going to buy later. (laughs) Right. For example, I'm reading the new sorority and I know that eventually I can't keep renewing that book. I'm just going to break down and buy it. Like I'm really interested by it. And then last week I picked up The Lover's Dictionary by David Levithan, which is one I've been meaning to read for years. I think it came out in 2011 and here it is 2016 and I finally read it but because the format of the book is kind of like a dictionary it's very short to read and I flew through that in about 35 minutes right and you know I've still been doing a combination of buying books and going to the library but since you mentioned March I kind of just want to touch on graphic novels and comic books for a bit at the regional library here up in the like fiction and nonfiction sex section, so the adult section basically of the library, they have an entire you know graphic novel and comic book section, but then they also have some comics shoved down in the manga section 
in the teen section, which is very odd to me because, you know, it's like, okay, they'll have Superman titles upstairs with the rest of the fiction and nonfiction books, and then they'll have some down in the manga section. And I'm just like, can't you guys just put all of the comic books and graphic novels in one section instead of doing, you know, like an adult section and a teen section? Because with comic books, it's like, what's really an adult version and what's really a teen version, especially when they're making that distinction with like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman comics. To me, it's like, those are comics. Those don't necessarily have an age limit to them, especially if they're just in the teen section versus the adult section. So does does True. yours have that kind of distinct separation like that? I haven't fully explored um, all of the branches of the library yet, but I know that my particular branch, they've got an entire separate children's library right. part in it, which I'm sure has a lot of more cutesy graphic novels, what have you. I don't know. But the graphic novel area at my branch is actually really small. Yeah. And I've noticed it's definitely more manga than anything else in that section. And I tried to look for March in the graphic novel section. However, it wasn't in the graphic novel section. I actually had to go ask a librarian and said, oh, it's in the biography section. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which was also weird to me because, I mean, it, it is kind of like an autobiography of John Lewis's life in the civil rights era. But at the same time, I see it more of a book about history than a book about himself because he's recounting his experiences with the civil rights movement and with the marches and sit-ins and everything. So it's kind of annoying that I have to actually search for every single book that I want to read now if it's a graphic novel because sometimes it will be in the autobiography section or it might be in the history section or it might be lumped in with the other graphic novels when it might not actually pertain to being a graphic novel. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. And it almost feels like to me that some libraries have sort of thrown the Dewey Decimal System out the window because at my library, it's like, yes, they still have the numbers and everything on each book, but it's kind of like things aren't where you would expect them to be sometimes. Like you just mentioned with March and on the ends of our shelves at the regional library, they used to have like the Dewey Decimal System and like what each topic was, like what numbers those pertain to. And I haven't seen that since I've been going back to this library. So I'm kind of just like wandering the shelves, like, okay, where's the music? And where's, you know, like the film and entertainment stuff? Where's the sports? And, you know, I still walk down the wrong rows of bookshelves sometimes because I'm like, where can't you just tell me where these things are? You know, so it's like, I know I do the same thing and I can aimlessly wander around this small library, (laughs) just kind of looking like a confused lost little puppy dog. But the big thing I think is I don't even think I've heard of anyone using the Dewey Decimal System since I was in high school. Yeah. Like, that's literally something I haven't heard since being in Pennsylvania. So it's been several years. And what's also interesting is, going back to the college thing, how you said you and your friends would end up there studying or getting work done. Right. At both branches that I went to of Penn State. And if you're a Penn State student and you're listening and you hear me say the word branch, I'm not sorry. I know it's Commonwealth campus, but branch is just easier to say, okay? (laughs) There's a huge divide within the community about that. But 
at Harrisburg, in the first year seminars especially, they took us to the library and said, utilize this place. It's wonderful. It's it's a small campus and this library should be like the central place for you guys. And at the time when I was there, there wasn't like a fancy coffee shop in the library. Actually, there's still not a coffee shop in the library. There really wasn't a lot there. And it it was a state-of-the-art library. Three stories, had microfilms and everything. I loved it. And then at um, University Park, they did the same thing. A lot. I guess maybe because I was an English minor, we had to have at least one class where it was, okay, we're going to go to the library and we're going to explore this place and it's going to be wonderful and you guys are going to shut up and love it. But the cool thing about the library at University Park is the Petit Paterno libraries, which technically it's the same building, but like two sections. Right. And there's a Harry Potter room in one of them. I can't remember off the top of my head which one, but it's like studying in Hogwarts. It's, I love it so much. And I don't think they tried to plan it that way. Yeah, that's funny. And I mean, Drexel's library was nice. One of the main differences, though, was we had a Taco Bell Express in our library. And I mean, it was like there were there were that. doors to go into it. And I, I do not like Taco Bell at all. I ate there once because Drexel gave me $5 off. And I was like, I'm not even sure what I just ate. So, you know, that was like the one <laughs> and only time I've been to Taco Bell. And, you know... Yes, I was in the library, and yes, you know, freshman year, you had a class where you had to go in the library, and they kind of, like, showed you how to use the library or whatever it was, and I was just like, all right, whatever, I don't want to be in here, <laughs> and, you know, just the difference between Drexel's bookstore alone and Penn's bookstore, because UPenn was, like, catty corner to Drexel, basically, like, they were right next to each other, and you know, Penn kind of just put Drexel to shame in every aspect of, you know, how the campus looked and, you know, the facilities and I what mean, have you. It is an Ivy League school. Right. And, you know, sometimes I, if I got bored, I would just wander into Penn's bookstore. And I was a little bummed, you know, I could never go check out their library because I wasn't an actual student there. But, you know, I never really found myself either having the time to go to the library and check out books and, you know, kind of like read on my own at Drexel because I was always, you know, off at house shows and whatnot because Philly is such a small area that's kind of easy to get around, especially in the university city area. So it's like I was always off doing that stuff more so than what I've been doing now, which is kind of like consuming all of the media while I'm in between jobs still. And it's definitely a lot different now that I've started going to the library again because I'm like, oh, I don't have to buy this book, you know? <laughs> like, I could just go to the library mm -hmm. and read it. And it's kind of nice having that, especially, like I mentioned right now. Yes, I do still buy some books. Like, you know, a couple weekends ago, I was at the used bookstore because I had some store credit left. And what I've been doing is the last two times I've gone to that bookstore, I've taken books in to get that store credit. And the policy there is you can spend half of your store credit, or I'm sorry, if you buy something, half of that can be used for store credit. So if you spend $20, you can use $10 in store credit for that purchase. And so that's kind of made it easier too, because I've had lots of books that I've already read and you know they're not necessarily books that either I didn't really enjoy them or I just don't plan on reading them again or keeping them around for reference so I don't mind getting rid of those books and 
that's kind of made it easier to, you know, not drop $50 all at once at that used bookstore, which tends to be what I do when I go to that one. So, you know, I've eased up on the spending there a little bit. And if you go to places, you know, like Sam's Club or Costco, they'll have new books or new paperback books at like a 40% discount or something almost every time you go there. I think it can range from like 35 to 40 for the paperbacks. So, you know, I've picked up a couple of Star Wars books there because they were like six bucks or what have you. And, you know, they're going through and reprinting all of the Stephen King books right now. So if there's anyone out there looking for Stephen King books, one, definitely check your library because libraries always have a ton of Stephen King books. <laughs> or two, true. you know, check out a used bookstore or something. But I want to get a little off track briefly because you mentioned you know, having these books that you want to read. Do you use Goodreads at all? I don't. I have a lot of friends that use Goodreads. I mean, my my former English teacher in high school, he's always posting on Goodreads. Right. I, I've just never, I don't know. I use Discogs to keep tabs of my record collection, but you would think I, it would be something I'd be interested in using since I read so much. Yeah. But I, I just don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I don't feel like entering what I'm reading and sharing it with people. If I'm usually if I share what I'm reading with someone, it's usually on Twitter or Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or something. Right. And I mean, I have a lot of friends who use it and I use it as well. And it's not super interactive like, you know, people are on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. It's like every once in a while I'll get someone who likes that I'm reading a book. And, you know, it's it's not like they're like, oh, do you like it? And this and that and what have you. But for me, it's great because you can do books you want to read, books you're currently reading, books you have read. So it's kind of like you can do them all in one place. And you can even go as far as breaking them down into a graphic novel section, a fiction section, a nonfiction section. And I know someone who does that and I have not taken it to that extent. But it is really great for kind of keeping track of what you've read, what you want to read, and that sort of thing. And I use it practically daily if I get the chance to, you know, read a book or read a few chapters or what have you. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, um, my library system actually does have something like that in a way. In your account online, you can actually create a shelf of books you want to read or books you have read. Right. And I obviously haven't explored that option much, but I I do like it. Like, I think that's a pretty cool thing to include. Yeah, I think my library system has that too. It's just, you know, for me, those websites are kind of like still somewhat 90s looking at times that... You know, it's just much easier for me to pull out my phone and use the Goodreads app because you don't have to have the Goodreads app. You can use the web version or what have you, and it's virtually the Mm -hmm. same no matter where you have it, which is nice too. And, you know, the apps will sync with the website and what have you. So it's not like you have to go update it on your phone, on the website, and whatnot. And I think having the app on my phone is really what pushed me towards Goodreads instead of trying out the library system and everything. And, 